Let's begin now. mouth tail as old as time we're all right though dusty like is with you julio sanchez with you tonight until nine o'clock we'll get out of here and then uh yeah it's friday on the loom friday on the horizon greatest day of the week praise be julio how are you this evening good my man not not as good as you but uh okay i'm doing all right you know I uh, unfortunately put some money on tonight's game. That, is that any different than every other week? No. Yeah. Well, I didn't put money on last week's game where everybody was like screaming to hit the uh, hit the under and the over hit at halftime. It's because I wasn't here, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. So tonight I have uh, Austin Eckler anytime touchdown. I have Austin Eckler over 47 and a half yards, and I have the under of 36 as it is Easton Stick is the quarterback's name for the Chargers tonight, and Aiden O'Connell. I'm guessing it will be run heavy for the Chargers offense. That's Yeah, that's no uh, no Keenan Allen. Yep. Um, backup quarterback, third string, so probably going to sling it, knowing yep, my luck. You know. Somehow that's a plus 1,000 three-leg three parlay. I mean, that's money in the bank for me. Good. Solid. To me, that's $10 worth spent. Yeah, I agree. As I look at that, I'm like, you know what? I could see Eckler, you know, pulling off like a 25-yard run. Then we just got to maybe coast it out. I could see, you know, the I could see the final score being like 21 to 14. That's 34. You got two basically backup quarterbacks playing. Uh, not basically. You do yeah. have bas- backup quarterbacks. Um, I don't know if you saw the news today. Uh, maybe it's a slow news time, um, but maybe not. There was uh, the news release today that the Ferris wheel is open in Kansas City. I mean, didn't it uh, didn't it fail inspection or something like that? No, it's open for a while. There, I I don't know. I know it's open now, but uh, mm-hmm. I, I'm going to give it a couple months before. It's not in the best. You know? It's not in the best spots. I would say of Kansas City. You you don't think so? No. But then again, I don't build Ferris wheels. If that's what it's called, but I did drive by it uh, a couple weeks ago. I was doing the Fox Four thing, and I was like, oh, that's where it is. This is why people are upset with the location. Because it's just like a highway, and you've got, like, one chance to, like, see it. I mean, it does add to the skyline. I mean, I'm for it. I think it's fun. It's something, you know, bigger yeah. cities tend to have. So, you know, we're growing. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Change is okay. Will you go on it? Like, will you take the lady on, like, a before you Eventually, go out or after dinner? but probably I'm going to give it uh, a few trial months and air? for it to, to work the kinks out. And, you know, I don't want to get this. I kind of want to go on. Do you know if it's covered? The, the they actual are. Carts? Like, I think they're little shells. Okay. Somebody says, uh, I mean, it's a freaking Ferris wheel in the middle of December. But hey, that's what it I'm, makes the skyline look cooler, I guess. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. <laughs> might be a little too cold. Yeah, you might have to take a little honey on there, though. Like, yeah. how, Do you think anybody proposed on spot. that thing today? Today? First day it's open, nah. right when we get up to the top. No. Nah. Because I want to yes. yeah, no. see if the boss will let me do a full show three hours live on the Ferris wheel. 
I mean, if you were going to do it, mm-hmm. today would have been the day to do it, right? Opening day. Yeah. I think you might have missed the boat on that one. I, I don't, I don't know so. that you could do full three hours either, you know? And then, like, anytime I had a guest, I'd have to come around, and they'd have to get up on the – they'd get in the thing, and we'd just do a little 10-minute segment as it went around, and I'd just do three hours on the Ferris wheel. I mean, I think it's 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 a good concept. I, I don't know how well we'd be able to pull that one off. Somebody says a no? food vendor attached to it failed inspection, not the Ferris wheel. All right. There you go. Thank you for clarifying, Kexline. Yeah. I kind of like Ferris wheels. I'm not really into heights a, a whole fan. lot. I'm not I'm a, a huge heights person. Like, I don't really need to go to a, 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 a park and get ready for, like, a roller coaster. I'll ride it once, and then I don't really need to do it again. Agreed. Like, my first time in Vegas, we went to the Stratosphere and rode – Two of the three rides. This is a true I've story. I've done two of the three. We did the one that's like the detonator that shoots you up. That was the first one we did. Total fear. Uh, I heard my stepdad squeal like a like a nine year old kid. And then we did the one that like shoots out over the over building the and like the roller cart. That one is scary. That was gnarly. We were in the way back. Um, and then the other one's like the octopus that goes out, spreads I've, out. And I've spins. done those two. We didn't do that. That one was crazy because it shut down. I I kid you not. We were the next two people in line, and we hear the guy's uh, walkie-talkie go off, and he's like, uh, "That re- he's like, shut this one down for the night. Uh, loose bolts." Oh, okay. Yeah. So okay. I forget what those uh, show those movies were, where like you could see your death before it, and then you would die that way somehow. What is that? Um, I forget what those movies are called. Final destination. Final destination. Yeah. Yep. So like that's what went to my head. I was like, you know what, Jeff? Let's just. Get the hell out. We did two out of three. Meatloaf said that ain't bad. Let's yeah, just go ahead and call luck. tonight. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I did not want to press my luck. Not whatsoever. Well, thank you for scaring me. I will never be going on those rides again. Well, there's no need to. You know. There is. Done it once. Yeah, there's no need to. Uh, Christian Watts, not Christian Watson. Justin Watson talked to Aaron Ladd, 41 KSHB's Aaron Ladd, who joins the drive every day at two th- or every Tuesday at 2.30. Interesting take here. Plus, we have 1,000-yard watch for a receiver in the Chiefs locker We're coming down to the final stretch here, four weeks. So the mentality has been just whatever we can do to get better. Uh, I think everyone in the receiver room has been in a little bit earlier this week. Um, we're watching film more with the quarterback. So just small things like that um, that you do anyway, or just a little bit more of it. What stands out from those film sessions? I know there was a lot of talk about alignment this week, checking with refs, checking with Pat. There was a play in the red zone that people were looking at. What stands out from those film sessions that y'all added in? Uh, just getting back on the same page with the quarterbacks, just making sure that every look uh, that we see it exactly as they see it, hearing it straight from Pat's mouth instead of hearing it from the quarterback, and then he tells somebody, and then tells somebody just you know, exactly on the same page what the quarterback wants on every play from us. So week 15... They're getting ready to, uh, you know, go in a little bit early. Love to hear it, right? And we'll talk a little bit about more of that a little bit later on in the show as we'll be on until 9 o'clock, 8 o'clock, out of left field. Question, a fun one. Uh, Maybe not as festive as last night's or that we've done in the last couple days, but we'll continue to build up to the holiday uh, theme. But the one thing that we had asked early in the year with where this offense was playing and where this receiver's room was, was who's going to be the guy to going to step up? Who's going to be that guy that's going to say, you know what, damn it, let me be your man. You have your answer. It's Rasheed Rice. Rasheed Rice is that guy. Now, I'm not going to sit here on this platform and say that he's your future wide receiver one. I don't think he's that guy necessarily. I just think that your wide receiver room is that low of 
who's the real guy, right? Travis Kelsey's got 80-plus catches. He's going to have another 1,000-yard season. And speaking of 1,000-yard seasons, who'd have thought that by mid-December before Christmas that there was going to be a legitimate shot of a wide receiver on this team to have a chance at 1,000 yards? Rasheed Rice is 337 yards away from getting 1,000 yards on the season. As a rookie wide receiver, would be the first time in Chiefs history a rookie had 1,000 yards. Dwayne Bowe, I think, one year had 997 as a rookie. Very close. But it goes back to what we've kind of said all week long after watching that team lose to Buffalo in the dramatic fashion they did with the self-inflicted wound, shooting yourself in the foot, looking at the box score and realizing, hey, this team really isn't as bad as people are planning it out to be. National media is starting to fit their own narratives into this team. They're 8-5. and five. I had tweeted two weeks ago that the number one seed is probably over. That's not the worst thing in the world. It's a vague tweet. It got a lot of people angry. Gave a lot of people reasons to question like, no, it's not. It's not technically over. A lot of things have to happen. Right? Miami's got to lose to Dallas. Miami's got to beat Baltimore. The Chiefs have to win out. Baltimore's got to lose to San Francisco. So an interesting parlay of events that have to happen for you to land in this number one seed. But again, if there was a way to prep for the postseason, right now is the best way to do it because all you've got to do is clean up your act. And you're going to have a chance to do that this week. You get New England, a busted team, a divorce in the making of Bill Belichick and Bob Kraft and that franchise. And now you have a guy as a wide receiver, one for this year's roster in Rasheed Rice, that could have 1,000 yards receiving. His last three games, he's had eight catches, nine catches, ten catches, two touchdowns in those three games, and has absolutely certified himself as Patrick Mahomes' go-to target. You love to see it. And then you hear the audio of Justin Watson say, yeah, we got here a little bit earlier this week. We sat in the room with the quarterback, which opens my eyes. Had they not always been doing that, or is it just this week they got in there earlier to hear it from the mouth of Patrick Mahomes? And what we're seeing in Rasheed Rice is not only are the snap counts going up and everyone else is diminishing, which is what you'd like to see when it comes to guys like MBS and Sky Moore who aren't producing to this extent that you would like to see, where you have a rookie in Rasheed Rice who is producing in those numbers well above expectations, a second-round draft pick out of SMU. And this is what you were waiting to see from this team. When was that receiver going to stand up and say, I'm the guy? Now, this team has lost four games out of its last six. They just came off of back-to-back losses, only the second time that's happened in Patrick Mahomes' career and the first time since 2021. But there's still a chance that other things that can be accomplished in this season because it's not all over yet. People are going to say that there are things that this Chiefs team doesn't do that other teams do much better that causes them to maybe not be the strongest team. But we said it last night. The AFC picture is a group of drunk frat boys is what it seems like. Miami losing to Tennessee. Chiefs losing back-to-back games. Chiefs get blown out by Denver. Shouldn't see that. What's going to happen when Baltimore plays San Francisco this weekend? I don't know. But we can all agree that that's the best team in the AFC versus the best team in the NFC. Number one seed may not happen, but you might be okay with the number two seed, and that's where the other side of this conversation takes place after the break because you remember last year during the 
Super Bowl parade and what came after they said all their, you know, microphone drops and all these sort of sayings they had on the stage and what the national media said. They used the term gaslighting. Just remember that. This is After Hours on 610 Sports Radio. After Hours with Dusty Likens is brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. And by Casey Bobcat. Save now on your Bobcat loaders and excavators at Casey Bobcat at Blue Springs, Olathe, or Tracy. 610 Sports Radio. If you had one shot or one opportunity to seize everything you ever wanted in one moment, would you capture it? I think this texture has me confused with somebody else. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm arrogant. We didn't get blown out by Denver. Did they lose 24 to 9? 27 to 9? Let me look at that final. Let me see what that score is. Pretty sure it's like 24 to 9. That's not a blowout. 15 points. According to Patrick Mahomes' margin of losses, that is a uh, that is basically a blowout for the Chiefs. Twenty-four to nine. They say we didn't get blown out by Denver. You are a downer every time you are on the radio. What am I down? I would say of, of anyone on this station, you're probably one of the definitely more one of the more positive people for sure. We didn't get blown out by Denver. You're a downer every time you're on the radio. 913. Huh. Someone's not feeling you, Dusty. That's fine. I just don't think they know who I am. Does that make it better or worse? You know? Nope. Every time you talk, you are negative. Nobody wants that. 24 to 9 ain't a blowout. It is in Patrick Mahomes' standards. I think his number is what? Only like four times in his career he's been beaten by more than double-digit points. Correct. Tennessee, Buffalo, Denver, and uh, Tampa Bay in the Super Bowl. Look, 24-9 to is about, when it comes to good competitive teams, that's about a, mm-hmm. a, as bad a margin as, I mean, yep. that's a blowout. That That is a blowout. Mm. Yeah. The fact that Chiefs only scored nine points. I literally just said you had mm-hmm. your wide receiver of your room step up and say, I'm the guy. That it's good to see that the receivers are there. That eight and five is not that bad as the media says it. I don't know what you're listening to. Nine one three, but do me a favor because I'll forgive you for your inaccuracy. Take a breath, smile. It's the holiday season. There you go. Somebody says from the eight one six. Listen here, nine one three. You better watch your mouth. Don't talk about my dust man like that. See, there's always one guy that just doesn't belong. And that's fine. Come along for the ride. You'll realize that I'm not always down. Because I don't know where you're getting that narrative from. We do out-of-left-field questions. Always fun. We talk about Ferris wheels. That's not down. That's fun. <laughs> I want to do a show from a Ferris wheel. You're always down. I tell everybody every night, hey, go do something nice for somebody. It might change their day, month, week, or year. You just don't know because it's cool to care. If that's being down that I don't know what you have in your definition of someone who's down. Sounds like a uh, personal problem is what that sounds like to me. Yeah. Anyways. Not everybody can look like me or sound like me, and that's just the truth. You're one of a kind, Dusty. Tell you what. One of a kind. Tell you what. You know what's funny? You know what's funny? Happy funny? Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
Uh, remember last year when the Chiefs were um, in the Super Bowl parade and everybody's like, you know, they weren't supposed to be here this year. And Brett Veach held up the Super Bowl trophy and had the biggest mic drop of all time and said, Kansas City, this is what a rebuilding year looks like. And everybody thought the offense was going to take a step back. And Kyle Brandt was like, the Bills are the team this year. The Chiefs are finally going to get knocked off the pedestal. And Cincinnati, you know, whatever. And then Kansas City brought all of that up in their Super Bowl parade. And then the national media, not everybody, but like three or four people were like, they just gaslighted that whole thing. That was never the case this year for the Kansas City Chiefs. (laughs) Yeah, it was. Yes, it was. Everyone said last year, oh, the offense will take a step back. What's this team going to be without its superstar wide receiver? (laughs) I don't know. MVP quarterback, Super Bowl champion, Super Bowl MVP, best offense in the NFL, whatever. And I'm kind of getting a little bit of that feeling this year. Because when you when you go back and relax after a, you know, after a loss, which back-to-back losses don't happen very often in Kansas City under Patrick Mahomes. And it is frustrating because I think what you have to do is is you have to kind of go out of focus a little bit, right? Every year with this sort of team it's going to be Super Bowl or bust. And that's a good thing to have because every single year that the Chiefs are in the NFL, they're going to be the favorite to win the Super Bowl at the beginning of the season or one of. They were at the beginning of the season. In fact, this is the first time ever in Vegas that when the schedule came out, one team was favorited in all 17 of their games. Chiefs are nine and a half point favorites this week against New England for those of you who are wanting to know. So if, in fact, this Kansas City Chiefs team can do what is the end-all goal and win a Super Bowl, they're going to bring up. I remember when we were 8-5 and five and we lost four of our six games, four out of six games we lost. Everybody said, oh, the season might be over. This team you know, can't score. This team can't get it done in the red zone. Remember these things. Because when they say that the Chiefs gaslighted last year, it's a lot similar to what you might see this year. Because the playoff picture is still a mess in the AFC. What we do know is that the four seeds that are the top four seeds are probably going to be those top four seeds in any way, shape, or form. Baltimore, Miami, Kansas City, Jacksonville. Now, if Miami falls completely off the face of the earth and Buffalo sneaks in, still a possibility, but Buffalo's got a gauntlet of a schedule, that could happen. But the Kansas City Chiefs have... New England, Vegas, Cincinnati, Los Angeles. Four winnable games. Going to be favored in all four. And if you were ever going to play teams where you might make one mistake, you can get away with, these are the teams. And I get it. You know, Cincinnati, a little bit more serious now than what we've seen the last two weeks because of how the ability of Jake Browning has started to come alive with Cincinnati. Right, also has three exceptional offensive players to throw the ball to in T. Higgins, Jamar Chase, and Joe Mixon. And that team's starting to rally behind its backup quarterback. They're starting to believe in what they have. That's cute. Play a Kansas City Chiefs defense. That's cute. Go to Kansas City and try to win that game in that crowd against Cincinnati where it doesn't matter if it's New Year's Eve. That crowd's still going to be amped up and juiced out of their minds ready to just watch the Chiefs beat Cincinnati. So here's the thing. Let them have their notes. Let them have everything because this is the type of thing 
that I truly believe that this is what can make a team finally arrive, right? Andy Reid kind of alluded to it about San Francisco a couple weeks ago, right? Brock Purdy had been injured, and there wasn't real clarity of if San Francisco was the same team that expectations had. Debo Samuel was banged up. Well, now everybody's back and healthy, and that team is on fire. And Brock Purdy is currently the MVP favorite with Dak Prescott. And Andy Reid said, look, three weeks in a row, everybody was like, I don't know if San Francisco's that team anymore. Six weeks ago, people were saying Philadelphia was the best team in the NFL. The sky is falling in Philadelphia. You think it's tough here? You think people are down in Kansas City about their team? I imagine people are pretty down in Philly. And when you have four games against four teams that you should seemingly win easily against, right? You've lost to Buffalo. You've lost to Philadelphia. You didn't score any points in the second half against Miami. That's kind of a loss for some people but you still won the game because your defense is that damn good. And that kind of stuff happens. And then you see what happens against Buffalo, right? And everyone just kind of throws you to the Sharks. Everyone I mean by national media. And they're like, oh, Patrick Mahomes is a crybaby. He shouldn't have acted that way towards Josh Allen. And then what's he do? Apologizes the next day. You know, comes clean. They cut the audio. They put it on 610 Sports Radio's Twitter. They, Rob Brenton, and it gets a million-plus views around the internet. And everyone then goes, ah, you know what? We should have given him 24 hours. Oh, you think? And then Josh Allen comes out, says, yeah, it's a weird call. People play with passion. I respect it. Remember, Josh Allen's had some moments. He threw a football in a guy's face in an AFC Championship game because he was frustrated. And I understand that when you're the face of the league and Patrick Mahomes, your scrutiny is going to be a little bit more elevated than others around you. And that's just the way it goes. But maybe seeing that outburst on the sideline, maybe that's what wakes the bear. Maybe that's where it's like, oh my God, Patrick's pissed. I don't want to see that again. I know he's not yelling at me, but I feel somewhat responsible, says Canarius Canarius Tony's inner monologue. Oh, I know he's not really mad at me, but it seems like it's all the things that I've done that have caused him to get this angry, says MVS's inner thoughts. And then you heard the audio from Justin Watson earlier in the show that Aaron Ladd got a 41 KSHB. Yeah, we all got here a little bit earlier this week. We all got in the room. Dad's pissed. The Kool-Aid you spilled on the rug isn't what made Dad super mad. It's the fact that that's the third spill in a month that he's had to get down and clean because your ass can't clean it up. And when that kind of stuff happens and you see that sort of stuff kind of build up, it shakes the foundation and causes everyone's attention to focus in. And that's exactly what I think this last week was. Now, I'm not going to go in here and, you know, predict an exact score or say that so-and-so is going to be amped up a little bit more. But sometimes breaking points can be good. Sometimes letting out that bottling in frustration can be good. Just because we saw Patrick Mahomes go full George Brett doesn't mean that we're going to see that again. We've only really seen Patrick Mahomes really upset twice. Tennessee when they got blown out, and in this Buffalo game when the call got made that he was offsides. Canarius Tony, that is. But what I'm saying is that's the kind of stuff that maybe you need to see when you see this team start playing better. 
And you can kind of hear it if you didn't listen to the New Heights podcast this week with Jason Kelsey and Travis Kelsey. You can kind of hear it in Travis Kelsey's voice. There's a lot of media pointing fingers at uh, some of the skill players that we have. I say f*** that, and excuse my language. Uh, we usually cuss in lighthearted ways, but this is uh, – I felt like you guys had to feel that, whoever's talking on uh, on the the skill players in, uh, in our offense right now, man. It's – um. This is a group effort, and when you turn the film on, what's real is that we got guys that can play this game, and we got guys that we can have success with and win with and win championships with. I know it. I've been on championship-caliber teams. When you watch the film, penalties in critical moments, turnovers in critical moments, and it's everybody. It's not one guy. It's everybody's getting a piece of the pie, and, yeah, it's frustrating. But at the same time, we know it's a lot of it is self-inflicted, and we know that, you know, Moving forward, it can be fixed, and we have the guys to be able to get it fixed. And it kind of sounds like a broken record at this point, but I don't, I don't give a damn. It's what, it's my, it's my livelihood. It's to to keep this kind of mentality uh, throughout the season. We're eight and five amongst the top of the AFC, and this year we're we're battling our tail off, and we're figuring out what kind of team we are in a different way than we have in the past. All this that I hear in the media right now about who the Chiefs are, it's it's only building that beast. That, uh, that we've been trying to create this entire year. And it's, it's, it's only going to keep making us better and better, uh, going through these, these learning experiences and going through these tough games. So I think when you hear that sort of frustration, Travis Kelsey's voice, that's a leader talking. That's somebody that's putting the team on its back, like Patrick Mahomes. And normally what happens when those sort of things go through, you start to see that build around the team where it's like, you know what? I'm done. I'm done messing up. I don't want to do that anymore. I don't want to see Pat like that. We don't see Patrick like that. I don't like the way people talk about Patrick that way. Coming up on the other side, the end of an era, two things can happen. One, a guy can bury another team. And two, another guy can bury a coach that's been real above him for most of his career. I'm Dusty Liggett and Julio Sanchez on the other side. We get into New England versus Kansas City and what that matchup has. More than just a football game. This is After Hours on 610 Sports Radio. After Hours with Dusty Likens is brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. And by Casey Bobcat. Save now on your Bobcat loaders and excavators at Casey Bobcat at Blue Springs, Olathe, or Tracy. 610 Sports Radio. Breaking stuff back there. I just switch him out. Just, just breaking stuff back there is what we're doing. I don't know, man. From a young G's perspective. Trying to not be so down about these headphones not working, but I mean you're a very negative person. Apparently. I expect nothing less. Nine one three five eight six seven six ten breaking news out of the baseball world. Uh the Dodgers, man. I hate baseball. I don't I love baseball. Um so there's two starting pitchers in their rotation now are Shohei Otani and Tyler Glass now. Must be nice. Must be nice to have money, right? I mean, it's just stupid. Can we please get, like, if I could have three wishes from a genie, two of them would be on baseball. It's just limited to uh, three sports wishes. Yeah. 
I would say put a salary cap on baseball and um, cap and floor. The season. Cap and floor. Yeah. Yo, Dusty, you see these Dodgers eating more salary, this time getting Tyler Glass now. Must be nice. Poor old Royals can't even figure out the stadium situation. Are you Clay County or downtown Dusty? I'm downtown Dusty. But I'm, you know, one of many. Dusty, you're really good at your job. Keep it up, man. Thanks, 785. I don't know if I'm really good. I think I'm good for 6 o'clock to 9 o'clock at night. Slightly above average. There you go. There's nothing wrong with that. C's get degrees. Don't listen to the haters, Dust Daddy. You keep it real. I mean, not sure I'm down with that nickname, but, you know. Yeah, we didn't come up with that one. No. Um, Dustman's just fine. Uh, not calling you Dust Daddy. No. So, you know. I did have uh, I did have uh, the meeting with the boss, and he was like, what do you want to see? What do you want to see change in 2024? I was like, can you go to my bio and get rid of Dirty Werewolf and put just Dusty Likens? And he's doing it. I haven't looked you're at the bio still, yet. You're still on this kick, huh? No, it's not. I'm serious it's, about it, it. Yeah, it's done, man. Get them, dust man. That's why I love listening to you. Are you taking suggestions for new nicknames? Dustman just hits different, and not in a good way. <laughs> that's, that's from the A one six. Yeah, man. Um, I don't know. I just feel like that's the way it goes. By the way, uh, seven nothing Raiders. Yeah, I saw that. Five minutes left in the first quarter. This from the 913. Man, you're so drunk on the Chiefs, you can't see your hand in front of your face. Wait, so now you're too positive? Mm-hmm. The Chiefs okay. are who they are, not showing the hunger as before. The same shortcomings you see now will rear their ugly heads down the road. By the way, Mahomes' baseless claims and his childlike tantrum were more embarrassing than the officials' bad calls. Turning the corner against the three and ten Patriots, not a true measurement of Chiefs coming out of a solid run to the playoffs. Sorry, not sorry. Again, that's not my take. That's a nine one three take. Can't please everyone. You know I'm also not drunk. I've only had tea and water today. Cause this is week two of intermittent fasting. So in a polite way, kiss my ass. They're eight and five. Deserved. They're eight and five. Some people just, you have to only have one loss. Look at the offensive box score. Look at the defensive box score. I don't know what to tell you. Be negative all you want. We'll keep receipts. I told everybody last year they were going to win the Super Bowl in July. Bull take. Yeah. It sure was. Remember when they were underdogs against Cincinnati going into that game? Remember they were underdogs in the Super Bowl? Remember when everyone thought the season was over because Patrick Mahomes had a busted ankle? Must have been drunk then. Gosh, what's so negative about this time of year? It's the holiday season. It was 55 degrees today. You could have played golf. You could have gone on a walk. I'll be going on a walk after this. Two miles. I think they're going to be just fine. I think they're going to be all right. I don't know what you're going to have to see from the Chiefs in order to come to that resolution that everything's going to be all right, that they're going to have, you know, shortcomings. Here's the thing. You can get away with this sort of stuff in the regular season. This is a team that's always built for playoff expectations. They're going to be in the playoffs. They're going to win the AFC West. 
They're going to get a home game in the first round of the playoffs. They're going to be a possibly, maybe, a two seed. Miami's hurt. Baltimore's got to play San Francisco. I'm not saying they're going to win the Super Bowl, but I'm saying I would assume, judging by resume and judging by things in the past, that there's a chance that the head coach of this team and the quarterback of this team and the leader on offense as well as as Travis Kelsey, they're probably going to get things figured out. And yes, you can say that those tantrums that Patrick Mahomes threw were childlike. Sorry that he's passionate. Sorry that it was an egregious call that you don't see all the time. We've seen it 11 times this year. Congratulations. I didn't know that you watched all 11 offside plays on the offense. I digress. This was Mike Greenberg on the torch being passed from Belichick to Andy Reid. I think Andy Reid figures to win double-digit games every year for the foreseeable future because he has that quarterback Mm -hmm. in the same way that Bill did for all those years because he had that quarterback. So, yes, I think if if you're asking me, do I think there's a chance that when it's all said and done, Reid winds up the winningest coach of all time? I think there's a real chance. Follow-up question. When it's all said and done, is there any chance that Reid passes Bill? For Super Bowls? No, just in terms of, like, you know, the answer to the question, who is the greatest football coach of all time? I have, do I have this right? Reed is the winningest coach in the history of the Eagles, right? Yes, and he's the only coach to be the winningest coach for two different For two different teams. That's why this came up recently. And he took them to a Super Bowl, and they won a ton of playoff games. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that they're— It's on if, the table for you. If Reed, sure. So let's say Reed wins two more, goes to two more, and wins two more. Okay. Now he's been in six, and he's won four. You could absolutely make that comparison. And if he winds okay. up with more wins, sure. I, I, you, I could see having that. I mean, we'll have to see where we are when we get to that, if we get to that. But could I see that happening? Of course. And that's a conversation that your boy, the guy talking right now, has had for two years. What does Andy Reid have to get to to get in the conversation of, okay, Bill Belichick might be 1A, Andy Reid might be 1 just be like, let's have a debate. If Andy Reid does win two more Super Bowls, that would give him four total. I guess five if you count the offensive coordinator, but he had four totals a head coach. Belichick's got what? Seven? He's got seven, been to nine, lost two to the Giants. He'd have four compared to seven. The wins would be close enough. Bill Belichick probably will coach until he gets to that final level of all time wins, which he's not that far from. We know that he's not going to be done after this year, but what we've seen in reports is that he and Bob Kraft are openly discussing possibly a trade, no longer going to be a team of Patriots and Belichick. The end of an era is going to happen. The divorce is not finalized, but the papers are on the desk of each party. And this is something that's interesting because the Patriots for my entire life, essentially, have been the model team. That's what everybody wants to do. How do you make it work like New England did year after year after year? Well, you got to get it right with quarterback and head coach. I think it's okay. I don't think this is a drunk statement to say that the Kansas City Chiefs have the best coach-quarterback combination in the NFL. Am I wrong there? I don't think so. Not only that, but they've won seven consecutive, on the verge of winning eight consecutive AFC West titles. New England won a ton for years. New England won three Super Bowls in four years. Kansas City, if they could win one this year, would be three and what, six? They would have then gone to four out of the last six years. They would have gone to the Super Bowl with Patrick Mahomes, their starter. 
dynasty, Patriots, the last dynasty, and now what we're seeing is a team that once had it all really doesn't have anything. And an end of an era in New England is happening. And one thing that can happen in this game, if you do think that the outburst, or as some of you people think, the toddler tantrums of Patrick Mahomes, maybe that's something that awakens this team, because I can see how half of this would work. Let's just say the Chiefs go to New England this week and they win 42 to 10. I don't know if that's going to be the score. I can't tell you what the score is going to be. I'm done trying to predict what the Chiefs are going to do in games. But let's say let's let's say it's not 42 to 10. Let's say they win 35 to 10. That's a pretty significant statement when it comes to a margin of victory. And everything seemingly goes right. Like there's not a lot of drop passes. There's maybe one, maybe two. There's no fumbles. There's no interceptions. Mahomes goes 28 of 33 with 320 yards and three touchdowns. And Kelsey has seven for 85. And Rasheed Rice has six for 91 and another touchdown. And the defense continues to be elite. You bury the Patriots. You put a big stamp on their forehead that says, you got your ass kicked by the Chiefs the new standard of the NFL, of what was the old standard in the NFL. And then Andy Reid, the top-tier coach, right? Bill Belichick's going to have to go somewhere else, start a new franchise, get a quarterback that he likes, build that team around him. How long does that take? What teams he go to? All that will dictate on where his future goes in those categories. Not only that, you would have a team that is continuously a still well-oiled machine, right? Still getting things together. And still moving forward, then they would be nine and five. And I can guarantee it, judging by what the text line's attitude is tonight, is oh well, they did it against New England and Bailey Zappi. What's that proof? Well, what's the one thing everybody wants to see? Cleaner games, a more fluid offense, defense continues to dominate. That would be three check marks in boxes that you would all want to see for the naysayers. I, I, I'm going to have to disagree slightly. Go ahead. In, in the, with the fact that I think the biggest problem this year for the Chiefs has been consistency. Mm. And I don't think anything they do in this New England game is, is going to change my, my thought process or the way I think of what this team currently is. Mm-hmm. I, because of the inconsistencies... One, the, the Patriots are are terrible. I right. mean, they're just from every every skill position to just the team all around. They're 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 pretty bad, right? So I don't think you can take much away from this game. I think it it can hurt the Chiefs, right? They come out looking sloppy, ugly, the way that they've looked pretty much the entire season, with the exception of what one and a half games. It thinks it, it could make things uglier, but I don't think it can make things look much better. What what would help? Is, is doing this two or three weeks in a row. Even if it's inferior opponents, if you can do it on, on a more consistent basis and prove yourself, mm-hmm. I, I think that goes a lot more a long, longer ways for me than just what this weekend brings. Th- this weekend, is, it, it, it can only be bad. I, I don't think it can necessarily be good. Yeah. Dusty, this is G-Baby. What's up, bro, bro? Why you keep saying we're going to be the 2C? You don't think Baltimore will lose two games? I don't know. I mean, I know they play Miami on New Year's Eve. I know they play San Francisco this week. They've still got, I think, Pittsburgh or Cleveland, if not both. Sure, anybody can lose two games, but I just think it's more easily approached to get the two seed. But I do think 
from what I've seen from this team in the past couple of weeks with frustration and audio of the guys being like, you know what, we're tired of hearing this. We're ready to get in the building. We're ready to hear what the quarterback has to say. We're getting here a little bit early. We're ready to get focused because that's what this team is. They win, they get things right, and they continue to be a well-oiled machine. I think a two-seed is a good possibility because, again, you were the two-seed when Tennessee was the one-seed. Tennessee dropped their game the next week after having the bye, and then you got that home game in the AFC Championship game right there. So, yeah, I mean, anything can happen, G-Baby. You know that. Anything can happen in the NFL. But, I mean, I'm not mad if they get the two seed. I just don't think the one seed is something that you should be eyeing if they don't get the seasons of full-on disappointment. Hey, you, you remember that discussion about Brandon Staley being a defensive uh, guru? Yeah. It's 21 nothing with three minutes to go in the first quarter. 21 nothing. so that That's under's correct. over? Yep. Yep. They're going to fire him tomorrow. I, I would hope so. Yep. Or they're just going to wait to the end of the season so they don't have to pay him any money. Uh, this is After Hours on 610 Sports Radio. Coming up on the other side, Isaiah Pacheco was out of practice again this week. Do you need him, or do you really need him when it matters? That's the discussion we'll have on the other side. Plus, the out-of-left-field question. It's a foodie one, so there's nothing down about it. We'll be excited to do it for you. I'm Dusty Likens. That's Julio Sanchez. This is 610 Sports Radio. After Hours with Dusty Likens is brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. And by Casey Bobcat. Save now on your Bobcat loaders and excavators at Casey Bobcat at Blue Springs, Olathe, or Tracy. 610 Sports Radio.